Greetings, everyone. Hey, how you doing? It's Matt Sella. Today, we are doing another DuckTales spoiler review episode of Happy Birthday, Doofus Strike, Season 2, Episode 18. And I'm joined here once again with Mark, who may or may not be flying from the moon to Earth in his rocket ship. Mark, how are you doing out there, buddy? Space travel is so painful. Oh my goodness, and painful on the ears, but don't you worry, folks. He should be able to give his opinion well enough over that rocket fuel sound. Yeah, I should be okay. That sounds great, dude. Anyway, we were able to get up pretty early enough in the morning to watch this episode, so hopefully we can get this review out to you quickly. Without further ado, folks, make sure to subscribe to this channel. It will really help us out. Ring that bell to be notified when videos drop, and you know the drill. Check out our other reviews on my channel. Anywho, Mark, why don't you give us the synopsis of this wonderful episode featuring that Drake fellow? Well, Matt, we have a real doozy here. Louie teams up with Goldie to scam their way through Doofus Drake's birthday party while Huey pushes himself out of his comfort zone in his favorite online 16-bit-esque looking video game. And hilarity ensues. But Matt, we got a spoiler review up ahead because it is just a, you know, 22-minute episode review. Can't really talk about it without getting into a little bit of spoilers. What did you think of Happy Birthday, Doofus Drake? Well, to start things off again, it's actually kind of cool to see him again. Mm. And there's a whole bunch of interesting references in this episode. Oh, uh, don't take this away from me. Although I'm, I'm going to interlude on something kind of random right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that there was going to be like an inside video game setting here. But you know what's ironic about that? Mm. This morning when I was going to go my DVR to watch this episode, uh, it was on Disney XD, the DVR menu. And in the background, Gravity Falls was playing. Good show. It was an episode where I guess the kid, and I I don't know the character's names, but the boy, he's playing an arcade machine, and it's like a 16-bit Street Fighter, King King of Fighters thing going on or something. Oh, yeah, that's a good episode. And I was looking at the pixel animation, and I was like, damn, they really went far for this. No, if I remember correctly, that was done actually by a, a pretty renowned pixel artist. Yeah, and I was like, oh, man, that's really cool. So then when this episode went to a video game thing, I was like, oh, cool, the environments are pixelated. Oh, you hit the characters in Flash-like. Dang. Yeah, it's more <laughs> pix... It's, uh, if, you, if you really weren't paying close attention, you could really almost just say they kind of just took the, ba- the lines off the characters. Yeah. Items are more pixelized than the actual characters. Yeah, yeah, which, I mean, it's okay for the sake of that episode, but I feel like Gravity Falls, like... Literally when you 10 see them seconds the before. Mile. Yeah, it's just like, ah, uh, if I didn't see that clip from Gravity Falls, I would have been you, okay you, with you this. Were, you were spoiled, Matt. You were spoiled. <laughs> Indirectly. But anyway, uh, so yeah, um, regarding this episode, I actually found it very entertaining. It was mm-hmm. good to see Goldie return. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty awesome to see, like, like I said, all the references in here. Uh, I'll say one here because I'm sure you spotted a lot as well. It was actually kind of cool to see Della's like outfit be like a nod to Samus. Uh, I kind of got more of a Mega Man vibe. I don't think so, man. Because like the even like the arm cannon was on the right side. She had like the ball shoulder pads, the uh, legs in the suit and all that. I was like, yeah, this is very much a Samus thing. And I love it. Mm, I'll give you that. I mean, she was in a really cool suit. No, she was. And it was kind of cool to see like some of the monsters and whatnot in the video game world, like the whole like gazer. I really liked that design. Yeah, no, gazers can get some pretty interesting designs in fantasy games. But, uh, oh, what else? 
full disclosure, there is a Dragon Ball Z reference in this episode. Yes. Not even subtle. Uh, his level went over 9,000. I think when you're a, you know, a late 80s, early 90s kid and you're watching this, you're already watching DuckTales and then it's like, oh, we're going to have a Dragon Ball Z reference. You just go, these, these people get me. They know what I like. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, that was great. I mean, right now we're talking about the game aspect. Uh, we'll get to Which the actual really birthday is party. A B plot, if that. No, it is the B plot. But I figure we get this out of there. I mm-hmm. also like the fact that, like, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, was it Huey? Yeah, it was Huey. Huey, yeah. He was doing like the whole Harvest Moon aspect of gaming while his mother was focusing more on like the D&D adventure quest Skyrim type thing where it's like, let's go out there and go on adventures and fight monsters. And it's like, oh, that's really cute. You kind of have like those two dynamics right there. Yeah. And I mean, neither or was necessarily wrong. No, 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 no. It's just different styles of gameplay trying to like melt together. But then Huey kind of went a little too far. Yeah, he Huey Huey has a problem. Yeah, which is kind of strange because like part of me was like, wait, was Huey's always this reserved? And it's been a while since I like watched the older episodes, but no, I really liked the B plot. I thought that was a cute like little break from the main plot. It really was, and it it didn't feel distracting or even necessarily too disjointed, despite being its own story. For sure. But hey, Mark, let's talk about the main plot itself. Mark, I want you to tell me, what were some of your favorite moments from the whole Goldie and Louie teaming up to try to get those gift bags? Um, I think just seeing that, you know, almost every other character on the show was trying to scam the goodie bags, too, at least at the start of the party, and how some of them went about doing it. I actually thought um, this was the first time I actually found this incarnation of Doofus Drake uh, funny, which was really good. I think a a plus for the episode. But uh it's hard to out funny Glomgold. Oh, yeah. No, that, that was great him, stuff. Him and his little puppet son really stole the show. And I mean I mean that literally. It, it was a puppet. I know. <laughs> well, I mean, technically, uh, Beak's son was oh. a puppet, just more robot-like. Well, yeah, because he was a robot. <laughs> but I'm going to say this real quick. I actually had a laugh-out moment for this episode. Like, I enjoyed these episodes. Don't get me wrong. But most of the time, it's like just a smile or like a chuckle. It's like, I enjoy them. I like watching them. The laugh out moment for me, I don't know why it got me so hard. But when uh, Louie and Goldie were introducing themselves to like doofus within the party or the parents or something. And Louie opened up saying like, hello, this is my grandma. I get slapped in the face. It's like, I mean, my really young aunt. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that got me so hard. Uh, I think it was just a great character moment. I think that's why. <laughs> I thought that was great, but yeah, no, the whole dynamic between uh, Louie and Goldie was really interesting. Those two Um, actually played off, uh, played off each other very well. Yeah. And not to seep into like other things that we watched, but when Doofus had Louie strung up like a pinata and was preparing to hit him with a bat. I'm sorry. My mind went back to the Dark Crystal series we watched (laughs) and I thought of something else. I was like, uh, oh, I don't like this. I don't like where this Louis could is be. in trouble. I know. It's like, I, I'm not going to get into a dark crystal, obviously, here, but there was some comparisons, and I couldn't help thinking dark, horrible thoughts that could happen to Louis, and I don't want that to happen. So, no. That was a little traumatizing for me. Uh, yes, but to get back on it, though, uh, Mark Beeks, uh, we, we actually have confirmation for the poster we had at Comic Con. The little mini Beeks isn't some crazy thing gone wrong with Mark Beeks, although you could maybe argue yes, still, but. 
that's his robot son he made to or had someone make at his company to infiltrate the party and now he's gonna be doofus's little brother i know i actually love that aspect i you know it's crazy why maybe just because i was i again i'm not the biggest mark beaks fan in the room clearly mm. but um i actually found uh it was named boyd was his boyd name, yeah b-o-y-d i actually thought he was really i, re- I really liked him i did too i thought he was adorable he was that's the horrible part and of course he did have a scary moments like when his eyes melted off and he had the shutter eyes what was scary for me was when doofus said he didn't he swore after last year no one else's eyes would melt at his birthday party that's what scared me oh that's true i totally forgot about that because that just raises further questions but uh yes to wrap it all up uh well spoiler alert they get out of there alive louis goes back to save uh goldie after goldie saves him and is then put on display to be doofus's new grandmother for all eternity oh yeah no i was kind of glad that the uh boyd bot came back to actually be hired as their brother yeah and and actually liberate his parents yeah so a power shift is always welcomed at least with that character because honestly how far could you go with doofus it was always that dynamic you really couldn't he needed to be challenged outside of you know just the triplets which, by the way, I completely forgot about this. I'm looking over the wiki now. I guess one of Doofus's parents, or at least the father, is voiced by Yuri Lowenthal. Really? Yeah, I'm looking over it. It says, like, transferred over his accounts by his parents. And it says Tara Platt and Yuri Lowenthal. So That's pretty crazy. You, usually you think of him getting some really you know, like, more juicy role. Well, he's usually younger characters. That too. Not like parents. I'll have to go back he's and listen for it. Show. Maybe he is. I mean, who wouldn't be? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Overall, though, I think it was interesting to see Goldie open up and Louis obviously way out of his league. You knew he was never going to get that gold anyway. No, but I think uh, I think it also kind of helped. I think like Louis learned a lesson because he's always sort of struggled with the taking the easier way out of things and, you know, you know, cheating and stuff like that. And yeah, at the end, he actually had a very tender moment with Scrooge that I kind of think even pulled him back even a little more closer to the you know, straight and narrow, if should we say. Yeah, because it's what Scrooge says. Like, if you spend your entire life trying to look at different angles and perspectives, like, you're going to miss with what's in front of you. Right. So I definitely think there's going to be levels of moderation there. Louis is still good at what he does, mm-hmm. but he just needs to stop being so obsessed with that angle. Right. Although up at the top of the episode, Scrooge senses that there's something wrong in the mansion, and he just goes throughout the mansion, opening up different doors, and there's all this crazy stuff happening. He goes, no, that's always like that. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, the kids it is. are literally fighting, I think, a grizzly bear <laughs> in one room. Yeah, some kind of monster. Yeah. And, and then you got like the Tempest teapot or something. I liked that. I don't know why. I feel like that's a callback to something because I swear I've heard that somewhere. It sounds familiar. Help us out in the comments if you know. But yeah, no, there's a lot of great references in this episode, and I think it was pretty solid. Oh, but speaking of references, Matt, y'all thought I was crazy in the last episode when I was talking references. We got a few here, and by way of Mark Beaks, no less. Ooh, what's that? Well, for starters, he took Boyd to Lester Possum's Park from a Goofy movie. So (laughs) the seeds are being planted, Matt. We'll get Goofy yet, by God. By George, we shall. And uh, also, he went to an aquarium, and I'm pretty sure Boyd was wearing flounder as a hat from The Little Mermaid. Ouch. Which could be dark. <laughs> oh, man. Also, but, I kind of have to wonder if Disney's actually sold hats like that. I feel like they would. Oh, I'm, I'm sure they have something like that. But anywho, that'll do it for a spoiler review, I'd say. Mm, yeah, I think so. Uh, Matt, would you like to take us on home? 
for sure. Even though you're in the rocket right now trying to head back to Earth. Back in serious pain. Oh, you just remembered that. Re-entry. Well, I want to thank you all for listening to my opinion as well as Mark's opinion. But we want to hear your opinions too. Let us know in the comments section below. What did you think of this episode of Happy Birthday, Doofus Drake? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Share your thoughts. Join the conversation. Hey, if you enjoy reviews just like this one, please consider going to my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Matt Seller. Consider donating as little as a dollar a month or more. Helps go towards my podcast, art, animation, and content made just for you. Be sure to like this video. Be sure to subscribe to this channel if you enjoy content like this as well. And don't forget to ring that bell for when videos drop. This is Matt Sella. This is Mark. And I want to thank you all for tuning in. And don't worry, he'll be back on Earth before you know it. I can see the sky. Thank <laughs> you.